I'm gonna make him an offer again. I love the smell of come in the morning. Go ahead. Make my day. Pardon me and drinking tea. And I might make more before we're over here. <clears throat> How long has it been? Since November. Before Thanksgiving. Right before Thanksgiving. A lot of movies have come out since then. Yup. Mm-hmm. And I've barely seen any of them. <laughs> I, I did go see t- uh, to see Les Mis. Um, yeah. uh, partly assigned uh, because uh, the Movie Bears podcast, new uh, Movie Bear podcast, um, uh, asked me to, to host. Uh, that was at the end of December. So yeah, I got actually. to see Les Mis. Did you, any of you guys see Les Mis? I did. Or should I say, I did. Wow. What did you think of the movie? Oh, God, no, I can't sing it. Sorry. Are, um, are, are we recording? <laughs> I told you, you get on, I'm starting recording. <laughs> yeah, we're recording. Um, Nobody I, it was. Okay. It, it was it was okay. It. I mean, I, I kind of knew what to to expect going in. I mean, I hadn't seen it before, but. I had read enough and like heard people talking about it enough to sort of know what I was expecting. Um, I'm not, I mean, to me, it wasn't a musical. It was an opera. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's what it felt like to me. Um, I think it was, it was okay. It was just a little too long. It was like, there were certain parts of the movie that I really enjoyed, but then there was like the, most of the last part of the film, the last act, I really just didn't get into. I could have done without the whole last act of the film. Um, it, 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 it seems so weird. It was like the sudden, sudden change. Yeah, it just kind of slaps it, you upside the head. Yeah, and um, uh, well, Russell Crowe was looking very nice. Yeah, I'm glad to see he hasn't um, really lost all his weight from uh, the man with the iron fists. <laughs> And, uh, but uh, the one thing I don't understand is why did he kill himself? Uh, drama. That whole thing didn't make any sense. Sure, he was confused about how uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's character, terrible with character names, um, uh, was John Valjean. John Valjean. <laughs> John Valjean. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, it's it just didn't make any sense, and he's. It, it, although the weird thing was, is just constantly they just kept showing these shots of uh, like when he's doing thinking, he is standing literally on the edge of something where he could easily fall. Right. What? Well, see, well, see, here's the thing. Like, um, to me, it was just sort of. It went along with the rest of the people because it seemed like people just died in that movie for no real reason. I mean, like Anne Hathaway, mm-hmm. do I, she died exactly why? Like, it just seemed like she died because she was really sad. 
<laughs> but she had to sit down uh, true. That's to, true. to selling some of her hair and, and, and selling some teeth. And then right. being a prostitute. And really, she only had one trick and she died. Right. And girl, somebody is wearing that hair. <laughs> somebody bought that hair. They're like, this is Anne Hathaway hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, she did a great job. I was really mm-hmm. kind of blown away by her, her performance. Her singing ability is, is amazing. Um, Only took 20 takes. Yeah, well, you know, when you got to, you know, when you have to do that and you have to do it, I, I, I can't fault anybody for that. As somebody who has posted uh, performances on YouTube and knows that 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 one that you see is the culmination of probably about 25 or 30 failed attempts before. Well, apparently the rumor on the street is it, she did 20 takes of it, but that was number four. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I've read. Yeah, one of these days I'm just gonna edit together all of my uh, screw ups in just one long YouTube video. So you'll basically just see me screwing up playing guitar and going "fuck." It'll be God your damn it. It. <laughs> Well, a lot of times I have a tendency to be like, I'll be singing something and then I'll just I know I'll screw something up and I'll be just like, I fucked that up. God damn it! <laughs> It'll be <laughs> Fuzzbear, the fucked up remix. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, just, just have this this nice series chain uh, series of really saying fuck. It's the Scarface remix. Well, I you know surprisingly I have not had the chance. I mean, of of all of us, I think other than Jeff, I think I would have run out to see Les Miserables, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I didn't have a chance to. So I'm waiting for the the DVD. That was uh, actually the only movie that I went to see out in the theater. I've been lazy this month. But I, I want to see it. I do want to see it because I do like to play and I do like some of the songs. And it's one of those ones. But I've had more fun calling it Les Miserables. Les Miserables? Yeah. Well, I mean, they are all miserable pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, isn't that what it's what means? Is it means? Yes. The Miserables. So, the miser- it's the miserables. so you're just translating it. That's all you're Right. Doing. That's been a little more fun. Been more fun to say that. So, yeah, I think speaking of the well, speaking of the blockbusters, uh-huh. everybody put your hands up. Who saw the Hobbit? I, I did not. Didn't get a chance to. You know what? Here's the thing: is though, I did pay to see it. I okay. just, I just paid for the Tuesday ticket when I meant to pay for the Thursday ticket, and I didn't feel like paying for another ticket. Oh no! By the by, the time I re- figured out what I did. It was after the movie, so oh, that sucks. I was like, <laughs> it was only like seven bucks because it was like a, it was a matinee, matinee. and I, it was a matinee at the Alamo Draft House, and it's and the tickets are are pretty cheap, so so I didn't lose out too much, but I did lose out actually seeing it. So so well, it may be still be out. I don't know. Did, I'm sure it's probably still out. Um, did you see the see it in high frame rate, Stephen? No, I just saw it in standard. Um, oh. I, I I wimped out, but I had some. I went to go see it with some friends, and when we went to go see it, we just kind of had to see it the night that we were going to go see it. <clears throat> okay. uh, of course, they had it in the seven different ways and everything, but um, I would just say that you know I'm not, and I think I've said this before. I was not a big fan of the whole 
Lord of the Rings trilogy because I thought it was just too long. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, but I, I I start losing my mind. It's kind of like being on like that straight flight from like New York to San Francisco where it's like six hours on the plane. Right. It's like I can make it that like four hours and then I'm you like. Sh- then you start oh, squirming. Oh, oh. Yeah. And I do the same <laughs> thing. I do the same thing with the Peter Jackson movie because like right at about three hours, I'm usually like, oh, my God, I need to leave. You know, it's just one of those things. And I'm one of those people who will, who will schedule a date and watch all three extended editions of the movies. I'll do it at home. That's where I yeah. saw the other two. That's where I saw the second the, you know, <laughs> movie. I saw the first one in the theater, and I was like, I'm not sitting through this twice, two more times. <laughs> you know, and so I watched the other two at home, which I'm fine with that. You know, when I can stop it and go to the bathroom and come back and not have to miss anything. And, you know, but I will say for The Hobbit, if you cut out about 45 minutes of it, the rest of it, I was very into. Yeah. Um, my only problem and I don't, I'm wondering if you guys have a similar feeling is I'm just trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do for two more movies because they really kind of hit about two thirds of the novel in the first movie. Well, there was supposed to be this something like this. I think they called it the Cimmerillion, which is basically additional tales from Middle Earth. Yeah, he's he's pulling uh, in he's okay. pulling in stuff from the Cimmerillion. He's also pulling in things from the appendices of the Lord of the Rings things that were in you know in the back of the book that were sort of explained so you knew what was going on and he's actually uh, okay. going to be bringing as many of those elements as he can into it maybe he'll be showing um, Tom Bombadil yeah. he's going to be milking that thing in other words for every inch it's worth so yeah I, I, this was one and I, I know I, we talked about it when we talked about the news when we found out how many movies they were going to make before but yeah. I I definitely feel that this this should have been a two movie deal his uh, first one well you no i first? i feel oh, that the, the whole thing should total. be just be two movies three is um, pushing it a little too much i saw i saw this in the high frame rate 3d okay. um, which i did not like at all um i heard that from people it's you know i'm one of those people who's sort of super sensitive to um the motion interpolation that can be turned on on the new televisions um, which adds frames. Um, so, I mean, granted, this is actual frames that were shot. It's not a computer interpolating what should be there. It's actual mm-hmm. stuff that was shot. But it's still, to me, I'm not watching a movie. It feels like I'm watching a play that was shot on video because it just it just feels weird. The outdoor scenes feel weird. Um and the other thing that kept driving me crazy, and I don't know if it, this was as noticeable in the normal version, um, but the CG, I think if they're going to make high frame rate movies work, they're going to have to step up their game with CG because the CG in this movie looked bad when it was interacting with the live characters. Yeah, it, it didn't look that great in standard either, to be honest no. with you, because it was a little too – and I, I was trying to figure out why that was. Mm-hmm. Because CG has gotten, you know, so much better when it comes to interacting with the real actors. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it did look cartoony. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it. I thought maybe that was an homage to the yeah. cartoon, you know, because that, that's so much a part of, for many of us that in the 80s, that cartoon Hobbit was 
such a big thing, but you know, I, but I, I'm with you on that. I didn't feel it looked as good, but um, but it did. I still I still enjoyed the fantasy of it. Mm-hmm. Believe there it or were, not, you know, there were parts like when they were focusing on a character, like the the giants, the three giants, and. Um, Gollum, when they're focusing on him and you had like an up close shot of his face, um, that I thought they I mean was really good. It looked awesome. But anytime they were like moving, the, the especially like I, I actually laughed out loud of part of the chase scene when they were kind of running through the mines with all the, the yeah. orcs and stuff chasing them. And there was like the boulder chasing after them. It looked like. A cartoon like i'm like this is funny this looks i don't know if this is intentional or not but I, it was cracking me up because i thought it looked horrible um now the, on the flip side of that um you know i went to see that with colin and colin is even more of a, a frame motion interpolation nazi than i am <laughs> immediately if it, anything like that is on he's like you got to turn it off i can't watch this uh, he he loved it Oh wow! Funny. He he was like, really? no. He's like, I've never seen anything like that before. Which is true. You totally have that feeling when you watch, start watching it in the high frame rate. You're like, whoa. Is like, it because it was a combination of 3D and high frame rate? Do you think? I don't or know. If it was just in high frame rate. Would it have been this good? There's you know there's, I mean? a, there's a part of me that kind of wants to see. Like, I would like to be able to see parts of this movie in high frame rate without 3D. I would like to see it. In, all the different, you know, like all the different combinations, yeah, to see which one worked better for me. The only problem with the high frame rate is you, that's not like something you can do easily at home, because most sure, stuff right. doesn't have the capability of showing it at that rate. Just put it so, in three D and fast forward. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what a lot of people describe it as. It feels like yeah. everybody's moving in fast forward, kind of. Gotcha. You know, you know, like so those old, maybe, those maybe old. Maybe it's about what they used to say. What they used to say about 3D is remember we we read about early early on the podcast mm-hmm. when all 3D movies were starting to come out. Yeah, when we would talk about how um, the big concern with 3D is that our brain doesn't pick it up mm-hmm. quick enough, you know, and something like that. Maybe it's something with the combination of the high frame rate and 3D that our brains just aren't aren't yeah. ready for that quickly. Right. I don't know. So, I mean, I, well, I, I guess if there's another movie that comes out in high frame rate, I think I'll, I'd probably see it just to see if like, okay, are we getting better at it? Is it, is it working better? Maybe I would be interesting to see if, if somebody shoots a high frame rate movie, that's not like a science fiction fantasy, you know, 3d movie. Like if it's just some drama, you know, like see a drama in high frame rate to see what people think about it. Really? Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Seriously, I think that would be a great idea because, in some sense, when the, this idea of the high frame rate came out, it was supposed to be this is the next step in film evolution. Is we went three D, now we're going to a f- higher frame rate to make make it more real, right? Something, um, and and this is supposed to be the next evolution. So just like. You know, if you get a TV nowadays, it's at least, you know, 720, 1080p, right? You know, it's an HD TV. You just get it and it is one. Well, before you chose, you were choosing either a standard definition television or you paid that extra for 
the, that. Well, eventually movies will switch to this. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be a while. Don't get me wrong. No, uh, I guess you're, you're right. Because now that I have, I got HGTVs, got about six months ago in my house. Finally mm-hmm. got rid of my standard. I can't go back. <laughs> when I go to a hotel and they don't have one, they just have a standard TV. I'm like, ugh, I feel like I'm back in the dark. Why ages. is the TV so thick? Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'll end up watching Netflix on my computer. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't mind so much. Like my big thing with is like you go to a hotel and they have, a, they may even have a high definition set, but none of the channels that they're bringing in on their antiquities are HD. So you're watching standard definition content. On an HD screen, which makes it look even worse. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's my thing. Um, you know, I don't know. I, it's it's one of those things where I I, I think they have a lot to, uh, you know, there's a lot of areas to improve. I will say that I felt that the 3D was done rather well, and maybe that's because of the high frame rate. It didn't feel like it was as much of a strain to really watch, and focus on. Well, could it also have been just the cinematography too? They were, you know, they were into because they this the Hobbit was shot in 3D, wasn't it? Yes, the so, Hobbit was shot in 3D. So they were they were shooting, expecting 3D. So I think that provides a a better feel to the 3D. Mm, yeah. Right. Otherwise, everybody's just shooting as if they normally shot it. But it's a different yeah. type of shooting process or but, something. But I will say that I didn't miss it. You know, I didn't watch it in 3D, but I still enjoyed, you know, the look of it in standard. No. Um, you know, but if you if you just – if they had um, – for me, though, the like I said, that about 45 minutes, that toward that beginning part, the hard part where all of the different the different members of the group were coming together, mm-hmm. I thought that was really long. I didn't think it needed to be that long. Yes, it was cute. Yes, it was interesting. But I was like, eh, if they could have sped that up a little bit. Right. You know, um, but once it got into everything else from, you know, from meeting Gollum to, to, to the end or to when they were on the first quest and they were in the tree and all that stuff, that was really cool. <clears throat> all that stuff was very cool. Me. I enjoyed that from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just there are there, there were parts of it. It's much like... Uh, uh, the best way I can describe it is when HGTV first started and uh, especially like newscasts and stuff were first being broadcast in it. Like the makeup artists had to relearn how to put makeup on people because now all of a sudden they can see like the horrible job of makeup that they put on. Like, oh, my God, they're just covered in it and you can see all the you can see the their lines. pores. <laughs> right, right, right. They, ha- they have to be more subtle because like if, if you're watching something on stage, you, you know, if you look at one of those people who are on stage Blending. and what their makeup that is on their face, it looks very, very strange and bold and, yeah. and everything. But when you drag look at it from makeup. afar. Drag queen well, makeup. <laughs> up it, front. Mm, it became a lot easier to sort of spot prosthetics when I was watching it because oh. I think because of the fluid motion, if a body part or something wasn't moving as naturally as the rest of the people, it stood out. So you were kind of like, I can totally tell that that's a fake nose glued on that dude's face like because it's not moving the way the rest of him is. Um, so there was a lot of that, like you could, there were times when I could like see makeup lines, like you could tell, uh, you know, where a prosthetic started and ended 
on somebody's face or a wig. You could tell that they were wearing a wig. You know, it was kind of like, all right, you, the makeup artists are definitely going to have to step up their game if we're going to keep doing this. Because yeah. it becomes really easy to spot the the bad spot stuff in this. Um, so that that was pretty much my take. I I think, like I said, I think it was a little too long. There were a lot of stuff I would have cut out. Um, I would have saved a little more for the second movie and just taken it to its conclusion there. Hmm. Should have done that. If The Hobbit took to take, if this was about uh, a movie, uh, two thirds of the book, then it probably should have just done half the book, half the book, and just have shorter movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sometimes you don't have to go two or three hours to tell right. the story. <laughs> exactly. Or you have to do it, but you can tell them in short, smaller chunks. Right. So um, to kind of go with our blockbuster theme, the other the other big, huge news that I we have to talk about is Star Wars. Well, yeah. So it, since we last spoke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we've had two things. One... Lucas sold Lucasfilm. Yeah, I think it was all Lucasfilm, right? It wasn't just yes. Star Wars, but the Lucasfilm to Disney. Yes. So I think Disney. that was our I think we we talked about that aspect on our last podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was right at the tail end. It just happened since. You know, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. so then they then they tell us they're gonna do Star Wars uh, that they decided, hey, we're gonna do episodes seven, eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we're going to focus first on getting seven out before we really do anything with eight and nine. But we would like to, you know, do the nice regular franchise, basically bank it into another kind of bondish type thing where we have basically story, 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 story in this universe. And well, of course, they needed a director. <clears throat> so I'm going along here and I'm like. Like, yeah, I would love to see, like, yeah, J.J. Abrams or Joss Whedon or somebody like that to work on it. But J.J.'s, you know, J.J. Abrams, he's got Star Trek. Oh, wait a minute. On the 24th, they just announced that J.J. Abrams was going to direct Star Wars 7. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it just me or is that just weird? Why, why do you think it's weird? That he's, he's doing Star both Tra franchises? <laughs> he's, he's doing two. He's doing the two major star franchises here. It's like yeah. Ryan Reynolds doing Marvel and DC. What's that about? <laughs> I don't you know. know. <laughs> he, he was only, as far as I know, he was only in Wolverine Origins, which was <laughs> which was supposed to be a really bad movie anyways, and it was just one. Um, but they had talked about doing a Deadpool movie too, but I don't yeah, know true. what happened. And, and who knows, he might end up doing Deadpool. I would love to see a Deadpool movie and it would be hilarious, but that's another matter altogether. <laughs> We're talking about J.J. Abrams and Star Wars. It just this cross-pollination just seems weird and awkward. Well, here's here's why I think this is it's going to be okay. And oh, I think it's going to be it doesn't yeah, seem it seems weird. Well, here's why it doesn't seem weird to me though. Okay. Because and and this is going to sound strange because you can approach this the same way on both of these franchises. You know, the Star Trek franchise, everybody was sort of in agreement that it, if it was going to continue, it, it needed a reboot. It needed a change. So when J.J. got a hold of it, you know, he was kind of like he, he had admitted he was never really a Star Trek fan. 
um, and not really emotionally attached to the series or the characters. So it was sort of an interesting person to give it to because he was kind of like, I think he respected the franchise and where it had come from, but he was kind of like, you know, I'm totally going to put my own spin on this, you know, and, and we're just going to run with it. And it, and it ended up for some, you know, for, for some people it didn't work, but for a lot more people, I think it worked. I enjoyed it. Um, most people that I know enjoyed it. There's, uh, there's, there's only a few uh, people uh, that I've heard that, that really don't like the way he messed with Canon. Um, uh, but, get um, over it. <laughs> yeah. So to, to go along with that, um, looking at it from the, the star Wars perspective, he has said that he has been, you know, he's a big hardcore Star Wars fan and that, you know, this is a series that he's emotionally invested in. So I don't think we're going to get the whole sort of JJ-esque sort of, you know, remix on it. It will not be the Star Wars with lens flares. I mean, just oh God, just, think no. of, just think of the the, the J.J. Abrams esque uh, uh, lens flare things and mm-hmm. and lightsabers hitting each other, right? <laughs> you know, that's that's what a lot of people are. I, I think it's more of joking about, but I think most of the people who are joking anything about this, they recognize that this has been a frequent thing with J.J. Abrams, like mm-hmm. count the lens flares and well, Star Trek is his probably worst offense of lens flares, but. Um, also, you look in at, oh, Super, at 8. Super 8, he had a whole bunch there. It's like, it was a game. We went into Super 8, and what were we going to do? Count yep, the lens, count the lens flares. flares. So um, he's probably going to have lens flares in Star Wars, but it's probably not going to be to any of the extent that it's really going to matter at all or anything like that. No, I, I think J.J. Abrams is brilliant at, break, at working on these things. So I'm expecting it to, to actually be pretty good. It's just it seems weird. It's, it should be like if J.J. Abrams got Star Trek, Joss Whedon should have gotten Star Wars, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Joss is going to be too busy with the Avengers, which, you know. Um, so they're still working for Disney. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Disney's like, you know, we want him working on his own little thing over here that he did a good job with. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I, the big thing for me with JJ and my only concern is that I, I really want them to decide early on whether or not this is going to be three standalone films or is this going to be another trilogy? Um, because if it is going to be a trilogy with some sort of overall arc in place, I really, really want him to focus on making an ending first because uh, he's been disappointing me with his endings lately and uh, you know, Fringe's ending just came up, and I know I was never a really big fan of Lost ending. So, uh, true. Yeah, I'm hoping that if that if that comes about, that they'll be smart about it and 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 get some somebody well, to write that. I ending. think with the the fact that they're movies instead, that's probably going to change things. Maybe. I'm probably going to be giving them a, a specific amount or something. And each movie will probably end up being its. I mean, they decide to go on a trilogy. They'll probably still try to do the individual movies sort mm-hmm. of thing, where each one is an individual movie and it can stand alone by itself. They still can have some sort of connecting thread between the three, but maybe still have a a 
a beginning climax and denouement, but still, still have this like Ooh, solitary. Yes, I used uh, uh, whipping out the French. Ah, um, les miserables. <laughs> Le miserable. <laughs> um, Jean Valjean. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm Alex Trebek. So, what do you guys think of Les Miserables? Les Miserables. Anywho. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Well, did... Um, speaking to JJ? No, not speaking to JJ. Oh, is, is there a... We should speak in with JJ. What's our connection of JJ to JJ? Uh, 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 how about the uh, Into Darkness trailer? Oh, yes. good call. Good call. Yes. Yeah, so, so Star Trek Into Darkness. It's there's no colon or anything into it, and and I think somebody put it on there as Into Darkness, but it's it's fully Star Trek Into Darkness. It's not Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, have you guys seen the trailer? I'm assuming I haven't yes. had a chance to see it yet. I have really. Not. Well, wait, did I see it? Yeah, no, I did see it. I did see it. Sorry. Um, pretty epic. Pretty epic. Unimpressed. Unimpressed. But here's the here's the weird thing is is because it had a very the trailer, epic. you know, it it had this, you know, the 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 the, the um the Enterprise crashing into water and and you see these epic vistas and people running through the halls and such. And it's like, cool, that looks Star Trekky. Mm-hmm. And so but the thing is I, I'm like Hey, it's the trailer for the movie that I am going to see. It's like I don't need to be sold on this movie, and uh, they haven't really upped my excitement at all on it. But it didn't degrade it, but it was now, just a blah on that trailer. I actually got to see the first seven minutes of it. Now that's something different. Of, yeah, <laughs> I got to see the first seven minutes of the movie um, through through sources I will not name here. Um, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wasn't it playing in front of the uh, Hobbit H? It was, but I didn't see it there. Um, <laughs> working me here. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I will say that what I came away with in that, from that seven-minute sequence, mm-hmm. is that it very much felt like an episode of the old Star Trek. Like, but I mean, that's not a bad thing though. Starting totally. It felt very Indiana Jones sort of adventure kind of feel to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of Star Wars. Star Wars is always meant to be a Western in space. So was Firefly. Look what happened to that. Well, yeah, that's a little more extreme. (laughs) That was Western in space. Yeah, exactly. That was a literally that was Western. Western. Mm-hmm. Literally. But no, it's it was a very it was a very entertaining sequence. Um uh, and a very uh it was uh, a good way to open it, I would say. To open the film. It was just it really kind of you know, you got this feeling that the actors had really become comfortable with these characters. And they were doing a really good job of sort of conveying that old feel of, you know, Kirk being sort of the swashbuckling hero, you know, and it just played it up a little bit more. I think we got hints of that in the first Star Trek movie, but not a full on, you know, Captain Kirk swagger (laughs) that that the series was known for. So, 
it 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 was really entertaining. So I that that plus the trailer, I'm like, all right, you can be. Uh, can we have this movie come out now, please? Thank you're, you. You're like, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So where can I buy my ticket? Yeah, and there's, uh, I I think this was some. Uh, I threw this up on the on the page I think a couple of days ago. Somebody sort of did this uh, Star Wars Star Trek Into Darkness remix trailer, hmm. um, which just goes to show how editing and music can totally change the tone of something. Um, and it was really well done. So if you get a chance to uh, to look that up, do so. Um, and before we completely step away from our J.J. Abrams, Star Trek, Star, Star Wars conversation, mm-hmm. one other item that I, I just recently, like maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes ago, posted on the page was there are now rumors and talk about a Han Solo solo movie. Oh. Uh. No, that, that could be interesting. I think that would be really interesting. And... Didn't hasn't there been rumors recently that like a Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford are excited for new Star Wars stuff? Well, I think they're excited because Lucas is really going to have not a whole lot to do with it. Yes, <laughs> Lucas is not going to have anything to do with it. We can get back to these characters that are really us for and actually do something that's actually kind of awesome. Yeah, but um. The, the person that came up in the uh, interview that I posted about was Robert Rodriguez. He said he would totally be up for making a Han Solo movie. Mm. Um, and I think the cool thing to do would be to go maybe back in time to see a younger, a younger Han. Mm. I, would love, I would love to see the story of you know, Han as a young Imperial officer that's, you know, getting ready to uh, fly the Jim's fly the coop and grab a Wookiee and go on adventures. Maybe that's how they meet. He ends up saving, saving the Wookiee. Well, he does. He does. Chewbacca was a slave. If we go by canon, Chewbacca right, was a slave. Right. And, and okay. I didn't know the full story. Okay. So, I mean, I think that would be pretty interesting. I'd totally be down to see that, you know. And I, I'm not – I you know, a lot of people are like – a lot of people are freaking out because they're like afraid that if these movies come about, are they going to use, are they going to use the same characters and recast them? Are these going to be new characters um, that we're not familiar with? Because the, the, you know, there is an official trilogy after um, episode four, five and six in books. So people are just kind of like, is it going to go that route? Are they going to go completely different? completely off the wall is this going to be a reboot the trilogy yeah so there's a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered um and i guess the other thing that has been coming out is mr abrams has not uh committed to the 2015 release that disney said they were pushing for so it's not necessarily going to come out in 2015 like disney said well i never absolutely trust those anyways and just say hey this is where we're shooting for we don't get it oh well um we probably either either one it got faster and we were able to put it out for sooner or something or which never happens um or 
we want to take some more time to make a quality product. Although that's not always true. I mean, we've got GI Joe retaliation coming up here. Right. I mean, but I mean, you think about it. The, you know, if they set a 2015 release date, that gives them that could be the end of 2015. Mm-hmm. You know, so it really talks about you know JJ's like availability two, to start years. working. They got three years to work on this. You know, hey. true. You know, they're not going to. I mean, you know, most of that's going to be uh, you know stuff in post. You know, mm-hmm. doing the actual shooting part of a movie is the the easy quick part these days. Hopefully, they don't do like the 100 percent on a soundstage shooting that they did i would be okay with parts of it being that way but yeah i I don't i don't want the digital all digital sandbox that mr lucas was so yeah if they could get you know a real location they should just film it there (laughs) yeah well you know when you're paying for a movie by yourself you know you're you're trying to come up with ways where you don't have to spend save some money millions of dollars building sets good point Although he kind of had millions of dollars anyways. But that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. So what about... You, so you didn't really get to watch any any new movies, Jeff, right? Uh, just, but beside Less Miserables, yes. I did not watch anything that's uh, very new. Uh, pretty much just kind of stayed home and watched watch stuff. Actually, I had other things that were distracting me. Uh, but I threw some stuff onto my Netflix queue, so um, especially movies. I went into my my personal flick chart, flickchart.com slash box puppy, mm-hmm. um, and went into the ones that I have not seen, or one of the ones that I hadn't oh. seen in such a long time. I consider it that I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So there's some movies on there if I have seen. I just don't remember it very well. So I wanted to make sure my ratings were popular. So... I pop stuff into my Netflix queue. I have over 200 movies right now in my Netflix queues uh, between the DVDs and the um, DVD Blu-rays because I have a Blu-ray player. Anyway, yeah. um, and uh, uh, my instant. And so the first one I launched was The Usual Suspects. I had never seen that movie before. Have you guys seen The Usual Suspects? I, I've not seen it in a long time. But Same yeah. here. Same here. I couldn't talk about it because I would for, I'm going to forget what it is. But well. I love Kevin Spacey. Yes. I absolutely love his character in this movie. And that's all I'm really going to say. About it. It's it, This is one of those movies where I feel like I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Right. If you well, this was your... This was your first time seeing it, right? Yeah, this is the first time so, I've ever seen it. Actually, it's like earlier this month, so it's been not, a while, Not spoiling still. anything, but how did you react to the end of the movie? I was like, that bastard. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't like the, oh my God, really? It actually was more like, that's freaking awesome. You know, it's like, you dragged me along through this whole thing, uh-huh. and this is what happens. And I'm like, it, it, it was... It, I didn't really feel like it was a twist ending, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Right. Because the whole thing was just basically the story that this this one guy was telling. Right. And I thought it was just his story as he perceived it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we learned otherwise. But still, it, it was – and then it just twists and just – there was this that one shot where he – 
drop the mug and then we finally see that one word and we figure and and it just is just like the characters a sudden realization and it was just kind of awesome but i also had, had like in that moment in this kind of transition from uh when um um kevin spacey's uh um character is, is leaving and he gets that realization all of a sudden these things are just triggering different yeah. possibilities and i had like probably five other possibilities about what was going on basically who the um what's that guy's name the 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 antagonist per se yeah kaiser sose kaiser sose yeah, yeah kaiser kaiser sose and just who he was it just kind of was like maybe it's this guy maybe it's this guy maybe it's this guy and and then we find out um so it's it was it was such a good movie and just yeah, Kevin Spacey was just actually all of them did an awesome job in right. that movie well, so. it's one of those things where you just kind of go what like at the end you're just like you know it's just that, one of those it sort of yeah. takes you by surprise oh, that me? that bastard <laughs> that bastard and it, it, i mean to me it wasn't like a what it was a Oh right! Or, it was or, like that's cool. <laughs> or kind of like yeah, the ooh, he's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like good at being bad, of course. Mm -hmm. right. And and just his transformation at the end there. So he's walking out of the building that one way, and then just as he, you know, just the way he turns to that different way of walking, and it it really seems like he turn changes from one person to a different person without changing clothes, changing makeup, ripping off a face or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was well, so smooth. It's, it's kind of funny that you talk about like a character transformation. Um, because one of the movies that I watched over the last month, um, now that I live in a house that has, uh, cable, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, I watched American History X, which I hadn't seen in I don't know how many years since it came out. Um, God, yeah. My gosh, that's been a long time. But it's one of those movies where it's like you start watching it and then it just grabs you. And uh, Edward Norton's performance in that movie mm -hmm. is just fucking amazing. He complete. I mean, you look at a guy like Edward Norton, like just look at him as a dude and you look at him and he's, he's not that scary of a guy. He's kind of small. He looks kind of scrawny. The character he played in that movie was like absolutely yeah. terrifying. He was huge. He was his muscly, and the goatee just kind of gave him a little slight evil look to it. Mm -hmm. But just to see him take that character from where he is in the beginning to where he is at the end of the movie, and you right. completely buy his transformation—that mm -hmm. he's somebody that actually regrets you know, the things that he's done and what he did and, and wishes he could sort of change all of it. Um, and it's another one of those movies where it doesn't end the way you expect it to end. It's sort of, you know, when, when you're done watching that movie, it, you're kind of exhausted. Like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. It probably yeah. one of the reasons why it's not one of the ones that I go back to very often. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's been probably 
10 years since I've seen that movie. Yeah. All I remember was uh, I just just blown away by it. Um, It it was such a a great movie. And it's like, this is a movie to recommend to people if they want something like this. Uh, That's uh, this serious drama and and has this type that talks about these type of issues of of Mm -hmm. racism and that um yeah so i need to see that again well the it other thing kinda, it's a kind of a strange i mean it's i think right now for for me it would be hard to watch because it makes me think of like all these school shootings and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. Just kind of like how one interaction could be the reason someone comes back and does something to you i mean it's just it's a weird i, I wouldn't it's not one that i would tell everybody like at this point in our society, everybody go watch this right now, you know, because mm. we're having so many questions over, you know, weapons and schools and, you know, this kind of crazy stuff. And I don't know. It, it's a little – this one is really tough to take if you've ever been through craziness like that, you know, mm-hmm. or to, if you've ever talked to people like him, uh, like he was toward – you know, like he said he was at least – or like his brother, it's a lot. I mean, it's pretty. It's ugh, it's intense. And and speaking of his brother, I always sort of I for, always forget that Edward Furlong is his brother in that movie. And because whenever I think of the name Edward Furlong, I always think of Terminator Two and just like how not so great of an actor he was in that movie. Right, right. Um, and how much of a how much better of a job he does in this one, where it's like you know. I think when I first went in to see that movie and found out that he was in it, I was just kind of like, oh, oh, no, you know. And then I, w- I thought it was going to make it even worse because when you're acting against a guy like Edward Norton, you know, you really got to be on your game because he's going to make you look like a complete fucking fool if you're not up to the task. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm always I'm always somewhat pleasantly surprised when I start watching that movie and I'm like, oh, yeah, Edward Furlong didn't play, uh, you know, a horrible role in this movie. He actually did a good job to make a character that you actually sort of care about, you know, so I always think that's a good thing. True. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Well, um, I also had a chance to go back and see one that I hadn't seen in a while. Um which was ready to wear. Do you guys have you guys ever seen that? No. No. I, I I'm bringing it I'm bringing up the 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 comedy in this mm-hmm. one. Um ready to wear is oh god, what year was it? I'm forgetting. It was in the 90s. Um it was um a movie about fashion week. Okay. <laughs> so it totally is a, you know totally gay friendly 94. Uh but it's it's one of those with Five million stars in it, okay. Because uh, so it's, it's about Fashion Week in um, in Paris, okay. And so, like, Forrest Whitaker is a fashion designer, and there's a whole bunch of people that are fashion designers. And then they have the uh, the the people who are taking, you know, interviewing and taking pictures, and then they have a whole bunch of uh, fashion icons in it and stuff. And it's just all the craziness that's going on behind the backs of everybody. Mm-hmm. in this whole environment and and um you know like there's a female 
designer who everybody is saying is on the out and then the people who are come up and coming are trying to take her out it's like this whole like backwards look at fashion uh and then there's all these ladies who are um fashion editors and like uh, one of them's trying they're trying to oust the other one so the other one can get like the major vogue it's so funny it's just a crazy slapstick uh look at all of this stuff um so if you ever get a chance it's it's pretty funny um but again it's it's one of those ones that um you have to like the it's in that same vein as like a uh, strictly ballroom um you know the um oh what's the other, what's the dog one I'm forgetting it right now um, 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 best, best in, in show. show it's in that same vein it came out kind of like around the same time as those kind of movies so if if you like the topical area it's pretty funny so I'm curious because I was looking this up in uh, IMDb and it's listed in French uh, Pret a Porte yeah yeah. It was released as Pret-a-Porter, but in America it was subtitled "Ready to Wear." Ah, uh, okay. It's not a foreign film. It's not a foreign film. Ah, uh, okay. That's what. That's all I was curious. It, it's the one where here comes the hot stepper, word around <laughs> lyrical gangster, word. <laughs> that song. That's one of the. It's one of the theme songs to it. Right. That was gotcha. where it came from, because it's a modeling song. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that came from. Uh, but it, it's a pretty – I mean it's it's funny. It's satirical. It's meant to be – it's not a serious movie, but it's definitely a Robert Altman type film, you know, in that vein. So I throw it out there as one of those ones like bring it back. You got to see this. If you if you haven't, it's worth, it's worth a look hmm. if you like that kind of wacky comedy. <laughs> okay. Is it on uh, Netflix or something? Well, yeah. Well, uh, at least it was. I think it's still okay. 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 Yeah, I haven't been paying a lot of attention it to Netflix. Is. I was. I told Jeff. I said I've got one DVD in my Netflix queue. Um, that was The Exorcist. That it's actually at the house, um, and I've yet to send it back. <laughs> oh God. Well, they've got, they've actually been pretty good at putting some newer <clears throat> stuff on streaming. Yeah. They've actually been doing a better job at putting some newer, some newer, newer releases. They just put up the Devil Inside. Uh, one, I'm just going to talk about uh, one for the money and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mm. They're up now. Um, Super, I mean, Super Eight's been up for a while, but uh, they're putting some newer stuff, some newer releases up. I think when they started kind of doing that around the same time that they started putting all the Disney movies on. Cool. And of course, they're still taking stuff down. Like right now, my instant cue, the usual suspects is going away tomorrow. Uh, Chinatown, Groundhog Day and RoboCop are all going off instant. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, uh, well, not really related to Chinatown other than the kind of movie it is. But have either of you guys ever seen L.A. Confidential? Uh, I really need to see that. I think it's actually in my queue. Yeah. Yeah. You you have seen it, Stephen? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. I don't know why, but like that movie never interested me, and like I felt I needed to see it. And um, Colin almost bitch slapped me when I told when I told him that I'd never seen it before. He's like, "Oh my god, you need to sit down and watch this movie." So he basically forced me to sit down and watch this film. And uh, holy cow, young Russell Crowe <laughs> um, looks like he's like twelve in this movie. 
Um, but I was really, I really enjoyed it a lot. So I've never been much of a, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never been much of a fan of Kim Basinger in mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. but I really did like this movie. Yeah, really it was did. really, it was really, it's one of those things where it's like, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but I've always like looked at the poster, uh, your DVD cover for LA Confidential, and there's something about it. Maybe it's Kim Basinger on it with her boobs sticking out. But <laughs> right. I just was like, this just doesn't look like a movie that I would be interested in watching. Um, and, you know, it's stupid. Kevin Spacey's in it. You know, there's a lot of people in this movie. Also, Crow, Spacey, Guy Russell. Pierce, James yeah. Cromwell, yeah. Kim Basinger, Danny DeVito, David Statham. And it has um, a 99% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. So, yeah, after I watched it, I was kind of like. Won three Academy Awards. Why did I not watch this movie sooner? Like, yeah. you know, totally like whoever's in their marketing department needs to get their act together because that <laughs> poster just totally didn't work for me. Um, but yeah, if you guys, if you, if you haven't seen it, I would, if you like movies like Chinatown, Jeff, you, I haven't seen Chinatown yet. That's why it was on my list. Yeah. If you like sort of the mystery crime drama, I've kind of been wanting to watch it. I just never have gotten the movie and watched it. Mm. So it's, I mean, there was, besides the fact that it's on my, I haven't seen list. Mm -hmm. It's, it's one that was in my Netflix queue to begin with before. So right now I just, just to make sure I'm getting that in my uh, next position. So once uh, uh, the movie that I just watched today goes back, um, gets back to Netflix, I'll have LA confidential, but on its way. So I really want to see it. I, I keep hearing great things about it and I just haven't done it. Yeah. I'm with you though. I'm with you though. I think it's one that's worth seeing. It's if you have it, if you definitely haven't get out there and give, give it a shot. It's, it's got a great cast. Oh yeah. For sure. The lead cast is really great. Um, and it's, it's a sleeper. Like I think I got talked into going to see it because I remember Mm -hmm. seeing it in the theater and going, Wow, that was really good. You know, like like leaving, kind of going like, I really liked that. And isn't that I, the best though? With, yeah, when you're going with low expectations and you're like, eh, this really isn't a kind of movie that I really care about. But then you leave it and you're like, that was actually really good. But again, I haven't watched it again in a long time. But I need I need to do that. I need to revisit that one. This sounds like Megamind to me. I was like, oh god, this movie is gonna be so stupid. I'm like, that movie was freaking awesome. <laughs> Well, speaking of movies with that we had expectations for, I, do you, I see that you saw Rise of the Guardian, Stephen. I did, and I got to see it with my nephew, so I got it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Very apropos. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I know it's been a while since that one was out too, but um, I threw it on there because I knew we had talked about the trailer back in the day, but we had never had a chance to talk about the movie. And I know you saw it, Fuzz. Yep, um, I saw it. Did you get a chance to see it, Jeff? No, I didn't. I was curious because what now? I thought it went. It was really. How do I put it? Um, I thought it was a little above my nephew's head. He's six. Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay. above his head. He was the one who wanted to go see it. Mm -hmm. So I said, "I'll go see it with you." Now, you know, I kind of wanted to go see it anyway, but I definitely was like, "Okay, I'll take you to go see it," and. um, it went outside of the realm of a lot of things that he'd been taught. So he was like, Santa Claus looks like that. 
you know, yeah. kind of like some of the <laughs> Santa Claus looks like Easter that. Bunny. Easter Bunny has an Australian accent, you know, kind of certain things. Like he's kind of like very confused, mm-hmm. you know, things. Um, but but the whole aspect of what it was about, um, I thought was really kind of cool. Um, you know, kind of the lessons, and I kind of asked him. You know, I asked him at the end of it. I said, "What did you get out of that movie?" Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he was like, I think what were his exact words? It was something to the effect of, "You never know what you you know what you can what you can do or something mm-hmm. like that." And I was like, you know that that's really true. Right. He's, he's like he's like. You know, everybody can contribute. I mean, and I was like, just the way he said it was like, oh my gosh, you really did that movie. <laughs> I was like, it was like giving giving him presentations. Like, I this weekend I watched Rise of the Guardians. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I was. Um, what I really liked about that film was it was another one of the cases of where. You know, if you watch the trailers and you were into the what the trailers were showing you, they were just kind of showing you the very surface of what the movie was about. There was a deeper sort of story there, especially with Jack Frost and his whole character arc. And I actually thought that, like, when you kind of find out where he came from, like how he came about, that it that I mean, that's kind of a heavy thing for a kid's yeah. movie, yeah. you know. So I was really, really sort of pleasantly surprised by that. Um, And I also just sort of I loved the way the movie looked. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that especially when you went into uh, um, the Easter Bunnies sort of land with all the eggs. Right. uh, I was like, wow, this is like really cool. They did a really awesome job of sort of imagining this universe. Yeah. You know, because they really did. They really did. Because you think about these these characters, you know, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, you know, yes, we all know about them. And, you know, they're, you know, all little kids, you know, you grow up hearing about them, but you don't really know a whole lot about them. Like, there's not a whole lot of backstory there or, you know, so it's kind of interesting to see where they took that and sort of fleshed out all this stuff around these characters. So I found that to be really cool. Um, so I really enjoyed it and I know, uh, um, Colin and Chad enjoyed it too. So, uh, hopefully I, I'm not sure if that's gotten a release date for home video yet. I know it's definitely on my probably going to buy list. It's definitely, and it's worth it because there's a lot of, there's a lot of comedic aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also it does have kind of a serious side to it. Right. You know, um. And I think it the one thing it definitely says overall is that, you know, everybody has to work together mm-hmm. um, in order to be strong. You know, it, it's like no, none of the Guardians thought that they could do anything by themselves. They actually really, um, you know, really supported each other mm-hmm. in their whole effort. And I thought that that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, and, and when it's sort of like. It was. I mean, a lot of people kind of said it was like animated Avengers, in right. some ways, and and I would agree with that. It definitely kind of came out that way, but it it was a lot of fun, and I thought it was definitely worth seeing, and I think a lot of people will like it. Yeah, so, it's it's definitely it. definitely cool. It gets a thumbs up from me for sure. 
Um, <laughs> another one that gets a thumbs up for me, um, and I don't know if either of you two got a chance to see this, but I got to see Django. Mm. Mm, I want to see that. <laughs> Again, I didn't go out very much this, this week or this month, too. So, yeah, I got to see Django. I went to see it um, at the really fancy theater by my house. So, because um, I, not that I would think that people would bring kids to Django Unchained, which you never know. Um, but, you know, it, to me, it felt very much like, a Tarantino film. Like I've, I've, I've still to this day have not seen all of, um, inglorious bastards. I've only seen parts of it. Um, and I know I did see Jackie Brown, nah, maybe a couple months ago. Um, and I had not seen that until then. A lot of people don't like Jackie Brown in terms of like a Tarantino film. Cause they feel it's a very different movie for him. Um, I felt this was very much a return to, the Tarantino that we all know and love because it's very much at its core, a simple revenge film. You know, there's not a lot of subtext, uh, you know, other than revenge really. So, but it was entertaining. Uh, if I had a problem with it, uh, it would be that it was a tad long. I would have heard heard that. I would have, I would have cut, I would have cut, a good probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes out of it. Um, you know, it could have ended 30 minutes earlier than it did. Um, there was sort of like this one last hurrah that they sent him on where it's kind of like, Oh, okay. But as far as like, I know there's been a lot of controversy about the language and you know, how many times the N word gets said in that movie, which is like over a hundred times, which you know what the time that the movie is set in, it's it's accurate for the way people talked. It's a period you know? piece. Yeah. So, um, but the the standout performer, actually, the standout cast member in this one for me was Samuel L. Jackson. I loved Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. I don't think I even knew he was in it. Oh, he's in it. Um, he's not in the whole movie. He's only right. in part of it. Um, but he is for me, my favorite character and he doesn't play a very nice character either. <laughs> um, not somebody that you would like, he's not a very likable guy. Um, but yeah, very much a Western, um, it's got some comedic elements into it. It's not all serious revenge. There's definitely some funny laugh out loud moments. Um, especially when Django gets to pick for the first time what he gets to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he basically says, Hey, uh, you know, you can pick anything in, in my house if you want to wear it. And he picks like the craziest outfit to wear. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, uh, if you like Tarantino films, uh, you know, if you're a big fan of his, you know, older stuff, I think it's more of a return to form for him. Um, but again, if you have any sensibilities, um, you know, on the racial side of equations, it, it can be a little uh, abrupt, uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. in certain certain situations, certain things that happen. Um, there's a there's one scene in particular where you get to see Jamie Fox. Uh, you get to see Jamie Fox. Um, 
Uh, you get to see Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do we get to see? You Jamie can see the little Fox. <laughs> well, I wouldn't exactly call it little, but <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Good call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like Django and Chain is a uh, go see. Django definitely gets unchained. Is that what oh, you're trying to say? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, fair enough. <laughs> he just he just throws it all out there. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for the porno version, Django Uncut. <laughs> I'm sure it's already out there. Yeah. Let's do a quick internet search, Django <laughs> Uncut. Um, everything for Uncut ends up coming up to Django Unchained trailer Uncut. Uh, um, or, or, an un, or, or an Uncut version of the movie or something like that. <laughs> uncut that we're... I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's on its way. I'm sure it's somewhere. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, anything else in the theaters you guys seen? Uh, as far as new movies, no. That 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 was it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, uh, I mean, uh, I want to go see Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, yeah, I heard some um, really good things about it. That it's like actually really, really good. <laughs> um, that so. surprises me because the trailer did not do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, it wouldn't. I think actually the uh, Movie Bears podcast just uh, reviewed that on their last show. So yeah. I just I, I'm becoming a big fan of Jeremy Renner. Okay. I really am becoming a big fan of him. I mean, I've liked his stuff in the past, but since Avengers, um, what I'm going to talk about in a minute, and Hansel and Gretel, um, the town, you know, all those kind of things, I'm just like he's a really he's really good. Mm-hmm. So I started to become a big fan of his. Oh, and I did. Oh, gosh, I forgot to put it on here, too. But, well, not worth talking about now. But I did see, um, I did Redbox, um, The Born Legacy. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was really good in Born Legacy. So yeah. I've become, I'm starting to become a big fan of Jeremy Renner. <laughs> so I'm okay with going to see Hansel and Gretel if it's just to go see him. You know, um, and see what it kind of comes out to be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's it's my kind of film, kind of fantasy, kind of horror, kind of you know a little bit of all that mix. So it's one of the ones I want to put. I have on my list of things to see, but I haven't had a chance to get out to see yet. Mm-hmm. What about the um, what about the Evil Dead remake? It looks like it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm I'm feeling okay with it from what I've seen from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to have the same feel as the original, clearly. Right. Um, which is, you know, kind of just bad prosthetics and, um, you know, real 80s sensibility. Well, yeah, the, the original you know? was very, 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 very low budget. Right, right, right. You know, just that, that whole feel. But it looks like it's going to hit on a lot of the same stuff. It looks like, to me, like it's going to be one of the better remakes of that genre oh. that that's that, I, you know, from what I've seen so far mm. uh, of the brief stuff. So I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, I'm yeah. going to give I'm giving it, uh, you know, I talked to some people, you know, who 
um, you know, didn't care for the remakes of like Friday the 13th and remakes of like Halloween and all those kind of things. And I understand that mm-hmm. because back when those original movies came out, we didn't know a whole lot about the characters at the mm-hmm. beginning. Right. And when the remakes came out, they kind of gave you more background of the characters because right. they wanted to kind of explain them in the reboot. Same with like Texas Chainsaw and stuff like that. So a lot of the remakes have been kind of shaky, but this one actually looks like it's it's going to stay with the original kind of concepts. Right. You know, um, just update it. So I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm hoping, though, see, my only thing that I'm not getting from the trailer, because I did see the Red Band trailer, which okay, I totally, that yet. I it totally to changed my, because originally when I first heard they were remaking this, I was kind of like, how can they remake this movie? For for one, it's just one of those, again, it's an iconic film for me. Yeah. So I remember the first time I saw it, I was just like, oh my God, this movie's awesome. You know, and then you see evil, you I'm see even better, you know, right. like, <laughs> you see evil dead Two. See the weird thing for me about evil dead one and evil dead two. It almost always felt like evil dead two was sort of a remake of evil dead one. It was like yeah, his right. own little reboot of it, you know, because Ash was a standout character. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and so it, it almost feels like a reboot of a reboot. You know, and Evil Dead always had that way of taking that hard comedic edge, even though something may or may not have meant to be funny. It still was hilarious and worked on that level. And that's the only thing that I'm not getting from the new trailer is that sort of comedic thing for me yet. But that might just be the way the trailers cut. I don't know. So that's, yeah. that's but, the only thing I'm hoping for. For me, however, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm okay with it if it doesn't go that route. Mm-hmm. If they want to go strict, straight horror with it, I'd be okay right. with that. Right. Je- Jeffrey, have you seen any of, any of these films? Um, well, I've, I've seen The Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. I don't think I actually saw Evil Dead. My only understanding was, well... Evil Dead was Evil Dead with no budget. Evil Dead 2 was Evil Dead with a budget. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. They say I had a budget so he could actually spend some money on stuff mm-hmm. uh, to, to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, so I agree on the whole remake thing. But I didn't, get, I didn't see, watch the uh, trailer for the new one yet. So. No. Okay. I don't know. It looks interesting. I definitely have more faith in it now than I since I've seen the trailer and at least feel that they're moving in a direction that is going to do the original sort of justice on some level. You know. Well, wasn't um, wasn't the original? Uh, uh, what was his name? Who who did the original Evil Dead? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. There we yeah. go. Because he was actually kind of associated with the new one somehow i think it's like producing or something i think uh there's somehow he would like knew about it or consulted or something like that so yeah he's one of the producers i think he's one of yeah so so there's going to be some sort of connection to the the originals Mm -hmm. uh for the uh, for that but the way i'm seeing it it's you know a 
it's it's essentially just a sequel. It just not with a number is what I'm feeling it that it is. It's like years later, and here's what happens to somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, the only thing, like I said, I have a hard time letting go of the comedic thing only because of the connection between obviously evil dead and army of darkness mm-hmm. right you know an army of darkness is just one of those rare sort of absolutely hilarious horror films that works you know because a lot of times that sort of comedy doesn't really fare so well with that kind of it's like this weird amalgamation of horror film fantasy comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's basically over the top. You know, you know, Your Highness was a horror film in a completely different way. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible film. Right, right, right. You're leaving right. off you're leaving off a syllable. You're, you're like, <laughs> or the Ibel. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. But no, but I, I'm okay with it. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing what they do with it. If they destroy it, I'll, I'll have a lot to say. Well, is there is there any other movies you guys are looking forward to seeing that that's coming up? There's oh, there's there's a bunch of stuff I just can't yeah. think of at the top of my head. I mean, yeah. isn't there like several comic book movies coming out this year? I think Thor is supposed to come out. I think Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not having been. I wasn't. You guys remember? I wasn't a big fan of the original Thor, mm-hmm. so I haven't been really keeping keeping oh, up on I, it. I'm a completionist, so I'm like. If it's a Marvel movie, I'm going to it. I think they're uh, no neck. I think it's probably going to be next year for Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, of course, mm-hmm. Iron Man three. Iron Man three. Right. Uh, GI Joe. Um, we're finding out Red two is mm-hmm. coming out. What about Man, uh, Man of Steel? Oh yeah, Man of Steel. What about Warm Bodies? Oh hell no. That, look- <laughs> that looks interesting to me. <laughs> I think it looks interesting. I still want to see Mama. Though. Yeah, I've heard. I've been hearing really good things about. I've, I've yeah, all the, you, can, I've, you can go see that, Stephen. Go for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you see it. Yeah, I, I won't take that away from you. <laughs> if you haven't seen that, the next time we talk, I'm going to be shocked, Stephen. Yeah, me too. Um, of course, the World War Z. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's one. I'm totally looking forward to. Um, then there's that one that's I'm not a hundred percent sure about Pacific Rim. <gasps> I'm so excited for that. It's, Are it's, you? It's, Are you? This is going to be either – this is going to be one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. Okay. Or it's going to be a complete and utter disaster, and I'm going to love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just scared it's going to be like Rock'em Sock'em Robots was for me. Real Steel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I loved Real Steel, too. It makes me okay, more excited I know. for it. Pacific Rim. Come on. This is like, you know, my whole, like, Power Rangers obsession, uh, except put more realistically speaking. I mean, you know, of course, you don't have Zords combining to create the big <laughs> giant robot. But, hey, you essentially, they created Zords. Yeah. Right, big right. robot with people inside who are controlling I it. I thought it was going to end up being like Evangelion, the live action movie when I first saw it. Um, yeah, it, that definitely came to came to uh, came to mind when I saw the trailer. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, of course, we've got uh, let's see, we've got Lone Ranger. They've uh, been, uh, I know. 
I kind of want to see that just to see the 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 possible tragedy that it's going to be. <laughs> it's probably going to um, actually be pretty good. Another one that I saw the trailer for that made me go eh, was The Haunting in Connecticut too. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, why are they revisiting that? Do you remember when we saw The Haunting in Connecticut? The awful ending. Mm-hmm. But now they're doing the two. I don't, I, I don't know uh, Haunting in Connecticut. It was one of the ones we, we did. Well, maybe we didn't see The Haunting in Connecticut. We saw The, um, the Last Exorcism. Sorry. Yes. It's that same kind of. I, I don't even know either of these. Okay. Um, Remember so the theater, but it was the one with the horrible, horrible ending. Um, <clears throat> You're not talking about the possession. No. No. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a variety of things that are coming out, but uh, trying to see what else. What's on the new stuff? I still haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty, and I want to see that. Yeah, I would like to see that too. I originally I was totally kind of against that. Yeah. film like too soon you know yeah right 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 right. but it's been it's been getting a lot of uh come on it's a victory dance yeah i mean that's what the the movie was it's just like like hey we need a victory dance <clears throat> hey uh uh a heart locker lady you make him make a movie of it yeah yeah but Catherine bigelow but surprising enough for me like just looking at uh <clears throat> the month of february you know, coming up mm. for me, the standouts are warm bodies. I'd like to see that. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to see, <laughs> uh, I actually want to see a good day to die hard. Um, I was actually, I really enjoyed the last die hard movie with the Mac dude. Um, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm sort of interested to see this one again. Cause I'm wondering if they're like, <clears throat> are they going to end it? Or are they going to try to flip the franchise over to whoever the dude is playing his son? Gotcha. Because his, his son's in this one. But other than that, um, everything else is in limited release, and um, there's not a whole lot more coming out in February that I think I'm going to try to go see. I realized I did. I was right. There is a Last Exorcism 2 as well coming yes. out. Mm. Um, also, um, the other one that looks interesting to me, but I still haven't seen the trailer for it, but the the – um, explanations of it sound interesting. Is the new Tom Cruise one, the Oblivion? Yeah, it's it. It looks cool. The trailer, the concept, looks cool. the concept looks and in, sounds interesting. Oh, that movie looks like this. Uh, that movie that looks like the movie that has a uh, uh, Will Smith and Jaden Smith in it. That's coming up. Uh, I know what movie you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, I can't think of the name. Uh, of it. <laughs> Seriously, it's like Oblivion. Is the Tom Cruise version of this Will Smith, Jaden Smith movie, <laughs> movie is what it looks like. I mean, it, it, there probably is some big differences, but both of them is like a post-apocalyptic Earth. They post-apocalyptic. there's some relationship between between they like they came back from space or something to that effect. So it's it's like the same concept after Earth. after Earth. After Earth. Okay. Fair enough. They crash land and then they realize, oh, this is actually Earth. Right. Yeah. The, I think the main difference is that you have those two crashing into Earth, which has been abandoned for whatever reason because mm. it was poisoned or whatever. And in the Tom Cruise movie, you have a team of people that are there 
cleaning up the planet after some war had happened. Right. He um, has to eliminate the last of the aliens. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Cool. Well, I would say to um, in my exploration of Netflix and some of the newer things that were on Netflix, I will also um, recommend if you haven't seen it, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. Thought it was it was pretty cool. Uh, not the best movie in the world, but mm-hmm. it was good. You know, it was worth worth watching, especially on streaming. Uh, Jeremy Renner is really good in it. I think Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy <laughs> Renner. He's not my he's not my he's not my new Tom Hardy, but I'm just saying that he's, right. he was very good in it. Um, and I also, if you need a stupid girl comedy in mm-hmm. your life, one for the money ends up being actually better than I thought it was going to be. It's a Katherine Heigl movie, which I usually can't <clears throat> stand her, but um, she's playing like a a woman who decides to um, get her bail bondsman license and go in and be a bounty hunter and so she's like you know fumbling bounty hunter trying to make money and all this kind of stuff and it's kind of a cute little um situation she gets put in and dealing with situation of uh, trying to arrest a former cop who saw a drug deal go bad and shot somebody you know all this kind of stuff so um it's got some interesting kind of story to it and it was actually worth seeing so I give it that much. So those are a couple I'd throw out there, as well as, just for giggles, Four Rooms. <laughs> Four Rooms is on Netflix. I haven't, I haven't seen that in so long. I know. Four so rooms. good. I hadn't either. So good. Yeah. It's about the hotel, where the whole thing is about the bellboy who's going from room to room to room. Right. And it keeps having to run into different situations that are going on. Like the uh, the witches... Um, the gangster and his kids, the dead right. body, you know, like all, I mean, like all these crazy situations, crazy situations, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And then Bruce Willis and, <clears throat> and uh, Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And so it's totally worth seeing. You'd like it, Jeff. I think it's very. It's kind of got a lot of. Uh, oh, what's that movie we watched? Um, Noises off, kind Noises of off. stuff, kind of a feel to it in time. So yeah. Yeah. You know, the other movie I completely skipped my mind, which is kind of stupid because it was so left an impression, was Life of Pi. I saw Um, really good things about that. It's it's beautiful. It's 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 one of those movies. (laughs) I will own this movie just so I can watch it again because it's beautiful. The way it is shot and some of the sequences in it. You're like, wow. It has some of the best uh, 3D and just like, have you ever seen it like the life documentary, like the nature mm-hmm. film? Like it's got some of the best sort of nature shots of like these animals that it just makes you go, wow, that looks really awesome. And it, it's a really well-told story. Again, it's a bit on the long side, but it has a – I don't even know if I should say it because it will give it away. You know what? I'm not going to say it. But it has a moment. I will just say that it has a moment similar to movie that we have talked about today. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which is it what made me think. In order to be vague as possible. As vague as possible, but to give you, you know. Basically, you're just telling us to watch Life of Pi. Yeah, because it's coming out on, I believe it's coming on Blu-ray fairly soon, actually. So, Life um, of Pi. And Saved to my... In case anybody is... And anybody's curious, the reason why it's called Life of Pi is because the kid in it, his name is Pissing. Um, and he hates his <laughs> name because all of the kids make fun of him like they're going to pee on him. So he, anytime he introduces himself, he introduces himself as Pi because he just truncates. Oh, So, yeah, it's definitely a good one. I also picked up Finding Nemo in 3D, 3D Blu-ray, which uh-huh. it's Pixar, it's Finding Nemo, it's in 3D. It's in your Blu-ray player. Yeah. Right, right. It never leaves his Blu-ray player. <laughs> Except when he's going to watch another movie, but then it goes right. back in. Yes. So you can have Finding Nemo in demand in 3D. Anyways. A couple of other movies. Uh, I had the flu last week. So I was home and I got to watch one of my Christmas presents, Indiana Jones, The Complete Adventures Blue. All in one day, I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's just Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's not Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And because it was there, I watched Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh. Yeah. You couldn't get it without it. I don't know. You couldn't get it without it. Well, I didn't. Well, I, didn't yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to it, but it was there playing. Um also, finally got to see The Running Man for the first time ever. What did you think? I for the first time. First time ever. Um, I liked it. <laughs> I love Richard Dawson. <laughs> who who, who loves, loves you and who do you love? Right. Who loves you and who do you love? Love, love. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Running Man. Uh, and for the first time ever, I watched... Today, actually, right before we started recording, uh, The Godfather. Oh. And I don't understand why I hadn't seen this movie before, because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely adore the movie. So, uh, <laughs> so as I was sending it, as I'm sending it back to Netflix... Uh, Amazon is sending me a copy uh, of a collection they had, which was like twenty ninety nine. So it was like cheap uh, for it was like all three of them. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell us how much you liked uh, the rest of it. Yeah, but I I have to say that it's I was I I hate to say it, but I wasn't paying one hundred percent attention. There was a couple of stops that I did pause and try to walk away from <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but um overall it was such it was just such a great movie it's this is one of those movies where i can sit down and watch it or i can sit or i can go around do stuff and watch it it's kind of like this mix of things it's a great movie to have on while you're doing something else too like right. i could iron and watching it or something uh um, but yeah i'm giving high praise to the godfather 
I'm, I, I was very, I was really blown away by that movie. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's that's my movie. Alrighty. Yeah. So now I gotta wait for. Uh, I think I put into my queue. L.A. Confidential. And Pleasantville, Boondock Saints, The Family Stone. Oh, that's hold- more of a Christmas movie, though. You should have watched that. Well, I, I, somebody had mentioned it, and I just had it in my list of movies. That It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, looks like a, The Game. The Game? This is not The Game that I want. The Michael, the Michael like. Crichton one? Yeah, with the um, what's his name? Definitely put four. Uh, I've seen it before because it, 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 he, I know at the end he falls off the building. The Michael Douglas one. Yeah, that's it. Were you? Were, were you? I was gonna say you weren't looking for gamer, were you? No, I'm talking <laughs> about game. And that, but the one that's in my 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 Netflix queue here is not actually yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah. I have no idea why it's in there, so I'm taking it out. Get it out! Get it out! Definitely put four rooms in there, even oh, though you might you might sorry. get embarrassed by it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's, oh, it's, I might be doing some walking out of the rooms. It sounds like yeah, it's it, but it's funny that way. Black Hawk Down is currently on streaming. I think it wasn't before, but now it is. Uh, need to rewatch that. I I, th- I saw that in the theaters, but uh, it's been such a long time. I considering it, I haven't watched. But uh, yeah, so that's what's coming up for me. Yeah. Alrighty, that's our movies. Get you guys uh, next time. <laughs> yep, you have to fill us all in. Everybody, uh, get the movie watching. Yeah. Hasta la vista, baby. I wish I knew how to quit you. That'll do, dude. That's the worst of my life. And you stole it from a movie. He's looking at you, kid. End of line.